Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It is a Peachtree football edition of the Falcons flyover. No Rob Chibble tonight, so you get yours truly, Dylan Matthews and Bo Squid Billy Morgan all the way up until Sunday night football coverage starting at 7.30, so we got about 50 minutes left to rock with, and we're going to rock out a lot of your phone calls. We're also going to let you hear from head coach Arthur Smith. We just talked to Atlanta Falcons radio network color analyst Dave Archer. We're going to go back to Dave Archer when he talked to Arthur Smith during the postgame show on the Atlanta Falcons radio network. So if you missed that on the Falcons postgame show, we'll let you hear what Arthur Smith had to say to Dave Archer in the Falcons locker room. But right now, we have to Show appreciation and thank our callers for being so patient because we got to rock out some phone calls. Now, let's hear from the people some more. Let's start with Chris. 404-741-0929. Chris, you're in the game. You're in the Falcons flyover, man. What's on your mind? Peace Street Football, what up? What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. Uh, I got some stuff to uh, rattle off on. Uh, and then would love to hear what you guys have to say. Um, I was listening to Bo um, go about Mariota, and I, I tend to agree with him. Like, there's been plenty of games where it hasn't been, quote, unquote, his fault. Case in point, today, 1916, he's driving. He's making plays. Cordell Patterson runs for the touchdown to put us ahead. Holding penalty. And then what after that? Our longest tenured lineman. Five-yard penalty, 15 yards, and now you put our quarterback, who's mediocre at best, in the position to have to try to do stuff that he can't do. But that wasn't his fault that they had the holding penalty. We were, we were going to you know, go ahead. Then when we kicked the field goal, and it was 1916, excuse me, 1913, we kicked the field goal 1916, I was like, we're, we're probably dead. Because if they score a touchdown, it's over. If they kick a field goal, he's got to do a two-minute drive. And let's face it, he's not Brady. So that's what I had to say about that, Bo. I agree with you. Mariota's going to get the hook probably, but it's not his fault in that regard. I want to go to the Commanders game, then I'll go to Ritter. Last week, that last play of the game, it was a great call for him to throw it. You want to know why? Because earlier in the game, they had the underneath route to Pruitt. And this is where I miss Shanahan. If that had been Shanahan, we'd have ran that same play again, and he'd have probably got it for a touchdown or threw it out the end zone. Some of the play calling hasn't helped Mariota as well. And lastly, I think Ritter will get a look. I think Mariota starts against the Saints, but if it's, if it's bad, he gets the hook, and we see what we can do and, and chalk it up to next year. Thanks for letting me rattle on, guys. 
Thanks, Chris. I appreciate that. Look, I, this is and this is the point. Chris, Chris hit something that maybe I haven't that he clearly has heard from me, and maybe I'm not saying it where everyone is kind of understanding my thought. I get the angst about Mariota. I do. All I've tried to say all year is it's not all on one person. It's never all on one person. That interception today was bad. Marcus wasn't very good today. Uh, when we met with him after the game and he did his interview with Arch, and you know he's always very humble, his, he, his body language looked different than I've seen it all year. And to me, it was, you know, disappointment and uh, maybe a little bit of reality that, 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 you know, things might be changing for him and his role. I, 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 again, I just, we, we seem to pinpoint everything on one person. And I think a lot of it is excitement um, to see what you have in, in Ritter and maybe he could be. And I think fans want to have the closure on what they think they may or may not have in Ritter going into the offseason. But to me, whatever we do, I still want to win games. Look, I, I, I work these games. I go to these games. I have to talk about these games, and I know you guys do too because you're fans, and I'm not saying that it means more to me than it does to the fans. I know the investment you guys have. One of the other callers earlier said he's at every home game, and he was he was listening to us on the way home, which I love to hear. I, 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 don't, it, I take these losses pretty hard. Uh, because I know what I'm going to hear the next day when guys don't perform, and I do get to be around these guys. And so I understand, and it's not easy doing that and calling these guys out. Marcus didn't play well today. I thought he – but but there's other things, like Chris said. The holding call didn't help. The 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 false start. You know, Jake Matthews got 141 starts in this league. He's got to hold his water. And I, Jake will t- be the first guy to tell you that. So – it is frustrating when uh, when you lose, and I know that we want to pin one guy, but there's a lot of blame to go around when you lose an NFL game. Marcus does take a good bit today, though. Yeah, Marcus, he, like Chris was alluding to, he wasn't put in the best positions. And, you know, we everybody understands that Marcus – his abilities are sometimes limited, and and that's the and that's a part of the reason why we want to see Desmond Ritter because maybe he isn't going to going to be limited, and maybe at first he will be, but once he works out the kinks, you know maybe he won't be so limited, or maybe he'll come out like you know hot fire. We don't know. We'll see. We'll have to see. But he he wasn't put in great positions today the whole time Marcus was. So some like you said, some of the blame is to move around the offensive line. Some of the blame is to move to you didn't get as many possessions because the the Steelers ate up the clock on offense. So like you said, football is the ultimate team sport. I say this on Peachtree. Football all the time. I say this every time. Football is the ultimate team sport, and it's never, like you said, just on one guy. So completely agree there. Good phone call, Chris. Let's go out to JP next. He wants to get in on the Falcons flyover. JP, you're in the game. What's going on, man? How you feeling? Hey, what's going on with y'all guys, man? This this this, this my take. Uh, it, there's no there's no offense line. I don't care who you got back there. See, the quarterback, he he he, he all right though. But we when they winning and everything gone without the penalties, that's what make a good quarterback. And we've been having this problem ever since Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan would if Matt Ryan would throw the interception, we would just got sacked. That's that's the offensive line. But going forward. 
I kind of had real thoughts about uh, Coach Will, but now I kind of see his business. He want to win, but at the same time, he better evaluating the playoffs. I, you know, I, I kind of sense what he's doing. I don't think a lot of them gonna be back next year, you know. But on that defense, we need the interior line. We can't stop nobody. All that go along with the team, man. Then we we ain't got no pass rushing. And we need good blockers. And I think uh, going forward, because uh, the uh, the rookie quarterback, he ain't ready, man. I, I won't even put him in this position, man, because I know what people think, but you, people got to realize, man, they, they just ain't ready yet. I mean, they build there. Thank you for taking the call. Appreciate you, JP. Thank you for calling up. And JP also makes some good points, one being that, you know, we are in a transition period, and Bo, you touched on this earlier in the show, the fact that, and Dave touched on this when we talked to him last segment, at some point you have to look at this roster and just say you don't necessarily have all the guys or the type of guys that you need to be successful. Well, I think we need to remember, too, and and, and uh, he just touched on it a little bit, you need to remember how many guys are on one-year deals. Right. Uh, where we're at with the roster, this is why I, I this is why when I hear people criticize Arthur, I go, guys, there's like $80 million in dead cap. I mean, Rashawn Evans has played his butt off for you uh, this year. One-year deal. Troy Anderson is a, is a guy who is a rookie and literally played linebacker for one year in college. And look at his growth. He made a play on that final drive, and you see the flash, the, the, the potential. I think um, – Eba Katie, who he didn't play today, is going to be a heck of a player. I think it, to the point though, if you could beef up this interior, you're going to get you're going to see Grady Jarrett get more of because maybe then he won't be taking every single double team. You're, you're, you're gonna you're gonna see the pass rush come together a little more because if you can create an interior push, then it's going to make those guys that are that are getting that you know with it, with the way you the way you create a pocket is. You want to form it where you put the tackles want to push the edge rushers around, and then the quarterback has space to step up and and, and make his throws. Something we don't see a lot of in Atlanta. And, <laughs> and and if you can get a better interior push and you can get Big Grady some help, uh, and and look, I'm not trying to take it away from 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 the Abdul Anderson or, or or Timmy Horn or Jaleel Johnson. Those guys are playing their butts off, but. Are those guys starters around the league? And they are starting here. And so you got to ask yourself that maybe those guys are guys that come in and spell. So if you can do a little upgrade here and there, I think you have something. All I want is trench play this offseason. Right. I know that you'll sign, but man, if we could upgrade our trenches with Arthur Smith's play calling, with his, you know, this this coach Dean Pease is a is a is a good defensive coordinator. I think that they you could see these guys be a little more creative than 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 some people think they are. Even though I think Arthur's done a really good job with creativity on play calling, but I really think you could see this team take it take another step, uh, you know, next year. But right now, you see how good this staff is. They're coaching these guys up, and that's why, despite what everyone else, you know people wanted to spell it, you're still in contention, which is crazy with the roster that that we were that the national media told us what we were going to do, and that was two wins. And we're already three right. above that. So, <laughs> so I, but, but, you know, there's a lot to take away, and you've been in every game but one this year. Every single game has came down to the wire but one. Exactly. And it seems like we are paying more guys that aren't on this football team than are. And 
with that being said, you have to applaud what Arthur Smith and Dean Pease has been, what they have been able to do with this football team. So just just think about that when you know when you when you think about you know what what this team isn't doing or what they aren't accomplishing, what what we have on the field, and you know we're paying more guys probably off the field and not on this team than we are on this team. But let's continue to rock out your calls. Let's try to few, a few more in here. Ned is calling up. He's next on the Peachtree Football Edition of the Falcons Flower. Ned, what's on your mind? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, I'm a uh, native uh, Georgian, born and raised just south of Atlanta. Long time season ticket holder. Just to weigh in on this quarterback conversation. For me, the conversation is not about why are we losing games? Is it the quarterback's fault? It's not about who's the, who's the quarterback to give us a better chance to win right now. It's about the future of the franchise. And, you know, the upside of Marcus Mariota, and I have no problem with Mariota. He's doing what he does. At the absolute best, we win this division this year if everything works out. And if we win this division this year, who cares? We're not going to make any type of run. We don't have any serious chance in, in, in the playoffs. Let's see what's the best quarterback going forward for our future. And, you know, I'm not naive. Maybe maybe Ritter's not earning it in practice. Maybe he's not showing he can handle the playbook, whatever it might be. But from a fan's perspective, I don't see anything winning this year. Going forward, next year when we have all this money to spend, let's figure out what we have in Ritter, and that might influence how we spend our money next year. But I have nothing against Mariota. I just don't think he gives us the, the – he's not the future of the franchise. So let's find out what we have in Ritter. And, and I understand that. I, 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 that is – you can make – that point is not lost on me. What I'll say real quick, though, is sometimes in the NFL, you don't want to ruin a guy, especially a young player – and you, you know, if you put them behind an off, uh, maybe not a great pass protecting offensive line, you, you can, you can hurt his his mental state, you right. know, his psyche, his, his confidence, and that don't think that that probably hasn't came into play in some ways. And you're also, you've also now given him what four months of an three months of an NFL season to get ready to kind of and, and to kind of prep him. So I understand that, but I think there is. There is times where you do want to protect guys if you do think he can be the future. And I'm not saying that's the case, but that does go into your thought process. I mean, look at, you know, Patrick Mahomes even had to sit down a little bit behind Alex Smith. Aaron Rodgers had to sit behind a little bit of Brett Favre, and I get those were two solid quarterbacks, so you didn't have to rush them. But, again, those are protecting guys that you see a lot in. So there is something to be said to protecting Desmond Ritter, not putting him in a bad situation. All right, quickly, we're going to try to hit two more phone callers here. So, Nate and Coach B, I need you all to be kind of quick here, but we want to get you on here. So, Nate, let's go ahead and get you on. What are your thoughts, man, quickly? Yeah, hey, hey guys, yeah. Uh, so, you know, if if the question is, you know who gives you the best, the best chance. You know, uh, Marcus Mariota was—he he won a Heisman. You know, he—he he, uh, the, the guys have obviously been an exceptional athlete his whole life. So I would think that Mariota, you know, athletic-wise, will always give you 
the best the best option to be uh to to win. But um but my whole thing is that, you know, after uh Smith just kinda got in there, a lot of these guys are still uh Dan Dan Quinn's guys. So, you know, I just kinda think that it's gonna take some time and that, you know, we, we definitely will have to be patient because I mean there there's been a, a, a change in regime and I think that we you know, we're not taking that into account. And then one, one more quick thing. I, I'm really just – I'm really kind of uh, don't understand it, the, uh, the drafting of the Falcons because so, I feel like we wasted two picks. I mean, Keanu Neal, uh, you know, Keanu Neal was such a great safety that we had, but you know, we don't have him anymore. And then what's happened with, with Ridley, uh, you know, going all the way, all the way to uh, – there's so many draft picks that we just kind of got rid of, and I think that we really got to take advantage more of our draft picks. Well, one thing to remember about the the draft, if you want to talk about how this team has been drafted in 14 years into the uh, or what I guess 13 years into the last two years, remember one thing is that that Thomas when he was here and what his strategy and his philosophy, I guess you should say, was is they they drafted a lot for need. If they needed uh, if they needed a, a guard. They would look at the best guards. This regime has came in, and, and and Terry Fontenot has said right up front, my philosophy is best athlete, best player, where I'm picking. So if I have a guy on the board that's a tight end and I have him rated over in Kyle Pitts' situation, I have Kyle Pitts rated over everybody else, that's where I'm going. That's what they've said. That's what that's That's why you know, you've seen skilled players. Those guys are the best players. Maybe this year we'll get lucky and a trench player will be the best player on the board at that time, and and that's where they can go. But also that also remember, too, free agency comes before you have money to spend, so where you draft might be based on what you do in free agency uh, as well. And maybe you, if you have down to between two guys, you have rated the same and they're different positions, you might go with a guy that fits the need. What we can agree on is that we are in a transitional phase and we have to understand that. And I think Falcons fans do understand that. So this is something where I'm going to continue to work through, getting trench players and building this team how Arthur Smith wants it built because it's not his ideal situation right now. These are not his ideal groceries to cook with. So we'll continue to rock out your calls when we come back here in about five minutes. What we'll also do, we'll let you hear from Arthur Smith. He visited with Dave Archer in the during the postgame show in the Atlanta Falcons locker room. If you missed that from the postgame show, we'll let you hear that next. We'll also continue to rock out your phone calls. Thank you guys for being patient. More of your phone calls and Coach Smith next. Right here on the Peachtree Football Edition of the Falcons Flyover on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app.